Hello and welcome to another 361 Degrees Mobile World Special Congress Special Update After the Fact. That live. We have specially live produced special. There we go. Sorry, I'm just getting some superlatives out of my system, having been deluged by the Huawei stand. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our special 361 Degrees exclusive... resplendent with sound effects uh, uh, award ceremony which is very exclusive in fact it's so exclusive that you can't get tickets for it I mean you literally cannot no, you can. there are no There's tickets no way yeah. to get tickets yeah, it's impossible to get tickets for this but event. it's what everyone wants yeah. but it's nice that Rafe mm. is dressed for the occasion anyway it's a stunning ball gown and he's wearing Dior below <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and some, fe- some fetching Chanel or jewellery that I believe he's rented and so uh, we're just going to quickly, as a way of sort of covering off the event, we're just going to quickly uh, go through and give out a few awards in our mind about, um, and I say awards in our mind as in literally we are imagining them, there are no awards, there is no physical artefacts here. Can I ask a question? Who are you, by the way? Who am I? I'm Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. And I'm Rafe Blanford from the All About site. Did I miss, did I miss you, that? You, you did. I'm we just did. so excited about these awards. Right. There we go. Yeah. I think we should call them... We should call them the Blandfords. The Blandies. The, the Blandies. I, I think the Blandies. The Blandies. I think we need to call them three six onesies. <laughs> three six onesies. That conjures up horrendous images. Anyway, one um, degree better awards. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, we we we'll crack straight on. Um, first award is for best use of mobile. And our congratulations goes to the GSMA for their connected city area at the show. Yeah. Rafe. Tell us why the GSMA won this prestigious award. Because we thought there's lots of industries... The judges, the judges thought. The judges thought, the judges thought right. that they demonstrated exemplary use of mobile technology in a way that was likely to actually come off, mean something and be useful to normal people. And give us a, a, just a simple example of one of those things. Well, actually, it was all about the connected city. So it was everyday things, the house, shops, transport, pollution monitoring... Being connected, generally having some kind of GSM module in them that allow connectivity so they could send or receive information. And you know, the idea of the connected home can be something as simple as a thermostat from Nest. Mm. Or it can be a smart plug, smart yeah. lighting, mm. that kind of thing. Gotcha. It can be for city management. We've mentioned pollution monitoring once or other, but it could also be for traffic flow or it could be for distribution of vehicles, ambulance monitoring. It works both ways as well because they were demonstrating in-vehicle solutions that give the driver facilities, but then also provided data back to the transport authorities so that they could do road planning. And that's the nice thing about the, the Connected Cities piece is it's very much about using technology that actually is pretty simple but in very, very effective ways. And it doesn't have to be this one-sided piece because it's not about selling a service necessarily. I mean, you might buy a car because you want the connected features, but it's not about selling the service. It's about enhancing the value of something that's already existing. And a lot of it is machine-to-machine communication with no people involved and just adding a level of smartness so things work more efficiently or use less resources. And, you know, I think everyone should be in favour of that kind of thing because A, it makes life easier but also it's a more sustainable way to do things. The next award is for best demonstration and uh, congratulations to Fujitsu who we have awarded this one to. Now I should explain, uh, Fujitsu on their stand have uh, a demonstration which has come straight out of the labs, it's not available for people to buy yet and 
what they've done is they've taken a, a standard, I believe it was a Windows tablet, and they've turned it upside down, uh, which felt a bit odd. But the reason they've done that is to place the front-facing camera um, so that it touches the desk. So the, the tablet is sitting in front of you with the front-facing camera down uh, at table level. And then rather than using a Bluetooth keyboard, the camera monitors the movement of your hands. It identifies their position and, and also um, it identifies a number of gestures. And it allows you to type virtually on a desk. They had a guy there demonstrating it. And with a combination of a animation in the bottom corner of the screen, which showed your positioning of your hands and some sound feedback that, that told you uh, you know, when various characters have been pressed, he was notching up sort of touch typing speeds. Now, they acknowledge that this is just a, a demonstration at this point, but they were put, pushing it up on a, on a big screen. And it really was fascinating because much as before when we'd seen um, the, uh, the Xbox camera, the Kinect, there you go, I was scrubbing around for it. Um, when you see demonstrations of that, you can see all the wireframes and the things that it builds behind the scenes in order to recognize people. They were also showing you how they were identifying the shape of his hands and tracking the movement of his fingers. It was a, a fantastic demo, but also uh, demonstrates the kind of things that firms like Fujitsu are doing behind the scenes to drive uh, products that we may not see for many, many years hence. The next category is Best Hospitality, and congratulations to Nokia. Uh, yes, uh, I don't think we could have uh, awarded this one to anyone else. Congratulations, Nokia, for some fantastic hospitality. The, uh, the, the scent, the aroma of popcorn was drifting all across the, uh, the, the hall. You just had to basically arrive down the escalators and you can pick up the scent. Uh, what Nokia did was really change around their stand. We have talked about it. I won't go too much in depth now, but they've changed around the stand to make it very welcoming. There was a, uh, by the welcome desk, they had a big statement saying, Mikasa is, what's that thing? Sukasa. Yeah, Mikasa, Sukasa, or whatever. Yep. Basically, come and join us in our home. There's sofas all over the place, nice looking lights, very nice environment to relax and to get stuff done. And they, they had a, a whole hospitality section. Basically, you can have some very nice coffee. You could have the popcorn. Loved that. You just walked up and the lady gave you a little bag. Um, but there was also a, a fridge. You simply walked up if you wanted a, uh, a Fanta or, uh, or a Coke. As you did from time to time. I did indeed. Thank you, Nokia. And, and it, it, sounds a it sounds a little bit sort of self-indulgent talking about hospitality, but at these events, the, the uh, exhibitors that do the best to make people feel comfortable on their stands are the ones that get more time to explain their messages. And it yes. was a really smart way to get people to hang around because the exhibition floor is brightly lit, loud, noisy, hot. It's a very uncomfortable place to spend a lot of time. Mm. And so uh, we, you know, we, we actually chose to go there to spend time we recorded a podcast from there uh, and so actually yeah and so we weren't smart. the only ones that's the interesting yeah. thing lots of people were gravitating back to the Nokia stand for that specific feature so I think that's really really good nice work Nokia the next award is best future tech and the winner is Ysips <laughs> brackets who yeah. Now, yes, this was a, a hotly contested category, and we might mention some of the others, but this is a, a French company that is putting in a uh, photovoltaic layer into the screen matrix. What I mean by that is the screen of your smartphone, you know, 
various bits make it up. One of these is a layer that generates electricity and recharges the battery. And it actually stands for what you see is photovoltaic solar. Oh. Uh, and you kind of think of solar charging as something that you know would not fit in the screen because it would sort of, well, not make you be able to see through it. But it's 80% you can, in terms of the visibility you can see through it. And at the moment, it's generating uh, about 50 milliwatts, which is just off what, you know, your phone will do when it's idling. It does depend on, obviously, how bright the sun is, and they're hoping to improve that over time. Um, the sort of idea would be that an hour's charging would give you maybe 10 minutes listening to so music. So if you were listening, if you, so if you're in a meeting, you just left your phone by the window? Left your phone by the window, or yeah. you can put it next to a light bulb, or, you know, something oh, right, just yeah. bright in the room. Yeah. Um, and I just thought this was something that's so obvious, you know, because we've talked about maybe putting the solar thing on the back of the phone, mm. but how many times are you sitting, when you have your phone sitting on the desk next to you, and, or, or at home, or, whatever, or in yeah. a cafe, or something like that, and it's just a sensible use of technology. It doesn't interfere, it doesn't sort of get in the way, um, and there are various challenges to solve, as I say, getting the visibility right, and I just thought, yes, this is something I'd like to be built into my future phone, because battery technologies can continue to be a problem, and it's not, you know, going to recharge your phone or anything like that, but it does prevent it. I mean, the idea they said, the aim they want to get to, is that if you leave it somewhere in, you know, reasonable sunlight conditions, not really bright, it will maintain the battery level that yeah. you leave it at. So when you pick it up again, it hasn't lost any battery. Because we've all done that thing um, overnight, maybe not the best example in this case, but, you know, you had it on your desk at work all day and you, you know, you're on the way home and suddenly realise it's gone down to 20% from 60%. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if it was at 60%? So yeah. that's why the judges thought this was the best use or the best future tech we saw at MWC. Yes, and I wanted to give a shout out to, there was a couple of firms that were doing fuel cells as well, which I think were, were sort of interesting as they scaled down. Um, it's, a, it's a technology that's fairly well established, but it's only just becoming relevant to the mobile industry as it gets down to that size. So uh, lots of interesting ways to talk about power in the future. The next award is the award for the most flagrant sexism, mm. a hotly contested category. Yeah, very hot Congress, and the judges deliberated uh, extensively. Should give over some this background one. to this one, Seaboth. Okay, so uh, Mobile World Congress is notorious as a conference for not doing the right thing about addressing sexism in the IT industry. Now, the you know the IT industry has its own problems with. Uh, a, bringing in a mix of people into the industry and then also uh, respecting everybody equally, um, I think, to politely put it. Um, the, the poster boys for, for this problem were Seaboss. Was uh, they are a, an unremarkable company, I think Russian-based. Yep. Russian billing company. In, yeah, involved in billing and some of the infrastructure. And there are many such billing and infrastructure and mm. technology services companies here at those events. But the stand was, in, was invariably uh, covered with women in skimpy costumes, looking pretty miserable most of the time, uh, which effectively, uh, they, they used what, what is often called booth babes, somewhat unkindly. And, and they, they, would, they would just basically come out uh, every half hour um, and shuffle around the stage in some kind of format and then go by to music. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, un, it was unpleasant and disrespectful, but also worse, um, members of the... The attendees were encouraged to go and have pictures with them and they and were... last year it was particularly controversial because there was win a date with one of the Seaboss ladies yes I'd forgotten about that oh that's one. ridiculous yes yeah. but win a date with the Seaboss lady mm. was um, questionable and and it was the sad thing was that whilst Seaboss thought this was acceptable um, 
the GSMA didn't step in to issue any guidance. They took far too many years to, and eventually they, they picked it up with CBOS, and I think the winner date with the CBOS lady was, uh, you know, yes, you, you and you and found some coverage, and uh, it, 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 was, it was pretty blatant, and in the end that, that killed it for them. Now, that means that this year that there was a fairly strict, there was some fairly strict guidance that said, really, there should be nobody on the stand, there should be no models on the stands purely there for, to look attractive. There really should be... Um, contributing something and as such unfortunately we've had to award the most flagrant sexism award to zte who whose staff all entirely european and female were dressed in skimpy white dresses or booth babes booth were babes. not their staff i mean they, I, I well, they weren't their staff were they well, well that was the thing was that actually the, the the individual demo points were staffed by these people and i think it was a kind of a nod to the fact that you couldn't just have people as decoration anymore they needed to have a job oh right yeah but, so they kind of stand there yeah, right. but these people didn't know anything about the products they were hired they had been hired as models as yeah. far as i can tell they were very skimpily dressed although they were more covered than the CBOS ladies yeah. uh, but there again levels of coverage isn't really the issue here it's about um respecting people and not using them as decoration on your stand to try unfortunately you know the the, the attendees are invariably middle class middle-aged and white and oh you know and and Grand and male it's, and, a, yeah. it's a sausage fest it, well it is yes well, what an image sausage fest and thank you for that blanford and 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 we we were just disappointed that things hadn't moved yeah. on a pace. So no, so no round of applause was it? In fact, they have five minutes, five seconds, I should say, of silent shame. Yes, and um, but it hasn't started yet. Okay. You were telling me off for, for talking about silent shame. It, it was disappointing because ZTE had a big stand and they have a big presence and they uh, were making a big show here, and it was a shame that they chose to ruin it by by, just, by doing this. They could have done a Samsung. Um, right. Give, how should they have done it? Well, they could have done a Samsung, or they could have done any of the other vendors, where the staff were very smartly dressed, turned out well, but they knew their products, they were employees, and in other places there are much better ways to make your stand appealing, like comfortable places to be, considerate design, pleasant environmentals, uh, than dressing them up with uh, models, effectively. Anyways, we shall move on. ZTE, you have had your first warning. Are we doing some five, five minutes of shame? No, we'll do that after. Five seconds, right, okay. So our next category is a very exciting one. I know the listeners have been looking forward to this one. And it's the best mode of transport at MWC. Now, the judges did debate this one very extensively. You may have heard a preview earlier in the week. But we have to say the winner is the bus. Taxi. So congratulations to the bus. Okay. Right. Uh, yes. So, Transport transport's been a bit of an issue this week, hasn't it? It has, yes. So I think the judges were split on this, but uh, Rafe Blanford got to got to casting that, and it's not actually what? a bus; it's a very specific bus. It's the H12 bus, which was direct from the end of R Street right into the Fira, which avoided a very nasty transport change at Plaza de Catalunya. Very badly driven. Every single bus I got on. I just want to scrabble around in here for stop, some star, some relevance, star, some oh, relevance to the mobile okay. industry. Oh, right. And I thought that the bus won because here in Barcelona they've got real-time updating systems, which Rafe was able to track from a smartphone application. It all plugs live into a load of services, and so you could do that with a taxi. You can, you can, yeah. you can, and they have a. I showed you that, and they have a my ta- they had the my taxi app was here. We just got promoted heavily. Rained on instead. But the nice, the nice thing was that the Barcelona's now got real time, da- new real time transport data, and that's going into a bunch of both 
uh, apps provided by the transport authority here and things like here maps. So, yes. but let's just put an honourable mention for the bus because the real winner here was the taxi because we were able to get something. Well, I, I, I think the problem here is we are all losers for discussing it. So well, let's we, move we on. are. I, I will just say that. Don't um, try and defend the Blanford. I was saying as we were leaving, there were everybody was trying to get taxi and trains. And no one else seemed to know about this bus. So well, it did well, feel rather smug as we left the venue, yeah. turned up and on throughout the four days, we walked up and were able to get on a bus within five seconds. So we were a little lucky there. Should, we, should we try not to sound like we care more about buses than we do about equal rights? Oh, OK. okay. Yes, <laughs> Let's fine. move on. <laughs> OK, the, uh, the next one is Best Stand. And the winner for this one is Rafe Blandford. Well, actually, no, no, Nokia. Woohoo! Uh, no, I think what we should probably do is each say something we liked about the Nokia stand. So I've I've covered the um, the, the hospitality element in that in the previous award. What I really liked about the Nokia stand was uh, the the staff and all of them seemed very knowledgeable, very keen, very excited. Not in a fake way, in a passionate, energized manner which I think was best demonstrated in a previous podcast when you, you'll have heard the, uh, the Nokia ringtone start and then all of a sudden some kind of oompa um, music starts and then all of the, all of the they do this every half hour all of the Nokia staff leave what they're doing unless they're actually talking to someone about a product and run over, join each other and create a conga line jumping about. Now that proof of uh, um Team connectivity, collective, collectivism. I, I really like that. Morale. Almost. Morale, yeah, just really good. So, uh, But, uh, Rafe, what do you like with the stand? Just give us one. I, I think I have to pick out one of the two of the specific demos. And it was actually, you know, when you're at MWC, you see loads and loads of technology. So having a demo that stands out a bit from the rest or draws the crowds in, it's actually really important. And we've already mentioned it once on, in this series, and it was a 3D printing demo which is a, you know, a really cool hot topic technology and actually applied it in a way that was relevant to their devices. Uh, and not just that, actually they announced several things here that, that one of the devices they announced was the 520 and they're making the CAD files available for that as well so other people can go away and print their 3D cases and there's going to be a tool online for people to design their own cases. So I cool. thought that was good. Slightly, you know, I, I saw the question of relevance a bit because it, that was the kind of cool bring you into the stand demo, but good example of how to demo a product successfully with they had a dark room which was to demonstrate the low light yep. uh, performance of their cameras and it was the 920 and the 720 and um, it doesn't matter about the technology but it very effectively demonstrated you know how you could do this and i do think we need to give an honorable mention to htc for for much the same reason and they had very effective demos on their stand so they were a, a runner-up in this category yes they they had um, a bunch of street runners who were um sort of doing acrobatics and jumping off um sort of quite a high pillar and and, um, and doing all kinds of sort of aerobatic moves and the idea was there that they created like a sort of a, a studio where people could take demo devices around and take pictures of these guys and that allowed them to test out the, the, the features of the camera. Um, I think the one of the things that stood out for me was just the attention to detail. I mean, there's a temptation, I think, if you've listened... Are, are you talking about Nokia? Or I'm talking about Nokia now, sorry. Um, the, uh, I think there's a temptation to think that, you know, we've talked about the Nokia stand a lot and that's because you know, maybe, you know, sort of, Rafe is here, or that you know, kind of Mr. That, Nokia is well, sitting next to Mr. Mr. Nokia, right. but but or, or that we spent a lot of time there. But I think the, the important thing to, to say is that 
completely separate from the devices and the products. Nokia is a company that actually the, the managed to make a stand that was so much better at communicating their message. And, you know, it really was measurably not just good because it was nice to have popcorn. Right. It was nice to see enthusiastic staff, but as a benchmark against other companies as well. And if they can bring that enthusiasm and translate that that. and that attention to detail. I mean, for example, you know, for me, they provided free Wi-Fi at their stand and they didn't just provide regular free because the Wi-Fi here at the event was was always difficult to find that worked. They provided free Wi-Fi. They provided free Wi-Fi both 2.4 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. It's a simple thing, but it meant that those of us with laptops who could do it or mobile devices that could do it could get online. And the, the stand wasn't just white, bare, and glossy as some of the others were. I mean, even though, for example, the Sony stand, it looked beautiful, mm. but it wasn't a comfortable place to spend time. There, yeah. was, there were plants and there was wood and there was natural surfaces. And again, you know, it's all about the little touches. And, and if, if Nokia has gone through its, its process of change, come out the other side and can still maintain that level of delivery and quality and can put that into its products, I think it's a really positive sign. And from talking to other people at the show as well, I think it has been universally noticed as yep. well. Yeah. Okay, so we come to the... We, Drum roll. We come to the big... <laughs> Rev Blanford's career as a sound effects artist was uh, short-lived. Um, <laughs> we we come to the final award and the most prestigious, for which the I, the, I imagine the imaginary prize would be much larger if we'd actually made some prizes, mm. um, and that is for best in show. Uh, that's where we consider everything in the show as a whole, not in a whole, but you know in its entirety. And, and try and consider what it was that overall most impressed us. And we have talked and talked and talked about this one. Uh, but we want to say congratulations to the HTC One. <laughs> the HTC One's a handset that's getting a lot of plaudits at the moment, and uh, it's easy to see why. Uh, we, we talked about all manner of different technologies, opportunities, and devices considering would we would we name them to try and give them some highlight but i think what the htc one has done has successfully rebooted the htc's entry into the smartphone market but also it's captured a lot of the uh, a lot of things that are very in vogue at the moment and executed them very well right rafe in the podcast has mentioned um, fitting an ir blaster in into the top of the smartphone i mean i have to say you wouldn't know it was there because it's hidden under the power button right um and that in itself isn't an especially complicated thing to do, but it's clear to see that smart and connected TVs was a really major theme at Mobile World Congress yeah. this year, and that's a great way to get people into smart connected TVs because you just control the TV directly. Right. Um, What's more, actually, it makes your TV smart without actually needing a smart TV. Yeah, so absolutely. it's a very accessible technology. Um, the hardware, as we've mentioned, is beautiful. is beautiful and really well executed. As are the complementary um, software updates through um, Sense Five. Um, which don't just look well; they look well in the context of the phone itself and its heart and its design language. And, it, and it's little things in Sense Five. For example, the app grid. Now, Android often crowds the apps together in a big sort of four by three, and HTC have actually opted by default to make it three by three. It just means it doesn't feel quite so crowded, and mm-hmm. I think for most users, it's better now. The nice thing is what HTC have done is they've actually given you the option to go back by four by three for power users if they want to. And a similar feature to that is the kind of the blink screen, which is the idea of a, a home screen that 
pulls in data and it's sort of a bit magazine like it, it does I mean, it keeps the, you updated the, the whole sense 5 actually has a certain amount it owes a certain amount I think to Microsoft design language with Metro yeah. um, and Windows Phone and Windows 8 but it, it's a unique accent on it I think it's fair to say so it brings in news Facebook updates and it's all configurable in version 1 there's still a bit of work to do because you can't customise which you can't put in your own feeds, but you can choose from an existing catalogue and you could choose to be just Twitter feeds or Facebook. But I liked it because it's that idea of just glancing at the screen and then you know, you've got a few minutes to look through something without diving into an application. Yeah. Really it nice. just feels really nice. The, the camera bits as well, we're going to talk about that. Well, well, just yeah. on, the, on the home feed, but again what they've done is they've made it optional. So for people who want the sort of traditional Android experience... They can remove it. And I think HTC have been quite savvy there because they're appealing to their, their strong base where they've always had, you know, they've always been popular amongst the kind of people who like fiddling with their phones that came out slightly wrong, but um, yeah. the, the kind of the geek crowd. But they seem to be making Android more relevant and accessible to what I would say that is the mass market. And I think that's very savvy indeed. I was just taken with the camera. Yes. Really, the camera saw that, and that was the other. That was the other theme of the show, and that's the other reason that we we gave it to HTC One. Is it would have been quite easy to put. There have been an, a number of really outstanding services launched, and you know, a mapping service, mm-hmm. imaging services, uh, and then if you wanted to, you could even go and look at some of the um, individual service providers. For example, people providing touch screens or camera accessories, or people doing gesture based controls. Those companies that then supply their technology to make it into smartphones. But the point was that the HTC One captured all of. HTC One captured all of those and including the Zoe camera yeah. which has a number of smart features about the uh, both having offering video and camera but also mm. this combined mode where you could create short video clips much the same actually as the, the Nokia Cinemagraph yeah. but then you could you could use sort of editing features to um, apply effects to those or to pick out individual frames um, it's really nicely executed they were demonstrating it really really well with some live action yeah. and talking people through it which was really nice you didn't just get to see de- videos of it no you could appreciate it you could actually do it yeah. and then they additionally on the stand they had an audio uh, a booth which was completely uh, soundproofed so you could go in and you could hear the boomtown speakers which yeah. i don't enjoy the branding of those but they are also very effective and it really it, of course you know it, it, it's a, it's a hero device and it's going to be relatively expensive but it, like most flagships these are the features and the ideas that will flow down across the range yeah. and so the HTC One is, is as important as a device as it is a statement by HTC about what right. the next few years is going to hold for them and it's obviously going to be competing against the Samsung uh, S4 or Galaxy S4 mm-hmm. that's going to have to do really well to come up against this device I mean, HTC pushed something with the 4 megapixels in the camera and ultra pixels. Now, actually, I think in performance terms, I don't get so excited about this. It's not another 808 um, PureView device. But I think they deserve a lot of credit for being one of the first to really, you know, in a mainstream this. device, yeah. you know, just as Nokia did with their PureView. You know, they said it's not about the megapixels. You know, it, it's about overall performance. As I say, actually, I don't think there's a massive performance difference. But, you know, it's the right thing to do. And, you know... It, it's in the software, the Zoe thing that we've been talking about. Mm. And they've also done what they call the Zoe Highlight Reel. And this is taking still images, Zoe's and videos and combining them into a 30-second long clip of an event. So that tends to be around a specific location or time. Yeah. It's all done automatically. And it puts it to music and a bit of a template. Some of those templates I don't like, but I really like the concept. And it works unbelievably well. Yeah. I mean, you, it, you hear that and you sound automatic because of a video, no, that's not going to work. It's going to look crummy. No, but having actually brilliant. seen it you know, mm. in several events, I was at you know, HTC 
and kind enough to invite me to an event and I saw it in action and you know they've got the technology that identifies the right right break points in the video and puts it at the right beat with mm. the accompanying music and you use things like Ken Burns effect and still images and the end results are really impressive so that's good but actually it strikes me it's the ideal thing you then share with your grandparents it, or your, your friends and yeah, family really onto is. Facebook because people want a 30 second highlight video. Yeah. they don't want to watch a whole load of boring images I or you know 30 seconds of someone's child enjoying their day at the beach, great. Exactly. Five like minutes of Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. So very clever, yeah. you know, yeah. very on trend. You know, just, it's an experience that I think, yes, I, I wouldn't mind watching those highlight videos yeah. to see what people have been up to. And you, you're not going to have that boring where aunties makes you look through their photo mm. album for hours on end. In terms of... Um in terms of honourable mentions, we should probably step in and say that this really was a difficult category because um, whilst the HTC One wasn't announced at uh, wasn't announced at Mobile World Congress, no. it, it really were its premiere to the mobile industry. So we let it slide through there. Yes. But there was a lot of other interesting things. Maybe fewer hero devices than normal, but a lot of interesting things that were announced. Uh, announced here um, I mean there's a, there's a, a we talked about the connected cities and a lot of those sorts of things some of the vendors had uh, examples on their stands of products which they're putting out into that market mm. we also saw NFC we're going to do a separate NFC episode which is Ooh, coming yeah. up over the, over the weekend but uh, whilst we, you know, we've already talked about some of the successes and failings what we did see was the likes of Jamalto putting out um, SIM based NFC yeah. which you know, even, if, even if it wasn't flawless is certainly uh, more promising and, and demonstrates a sort of a new way to interact with phones. Right. I saw some vendors who were working on sound based uh, transfer and alerting which was very interesting as, as Rafe alluded to in one of the earlier podcasts just using the hardware that's already in the device um, Thinking about the large, think about the large manufacturers as well. There was a number of devices, right? Yes. Well, I was going to say actually in the accessories range there was the low power Bluetooth stuff or Bluetooth Smart as it's known in health applications, but also in, you know, for example, there was an inhaler with this mm. that would enable you to more easily track what a child is taking in terms of medication. I thought those were really smart. That Fujitsu yeah. walk, walking stick really the, the Fujitsu walking stick, which maybe Ben should explain. This. Yeah, so um, the uh, on the Fujitsu stand alongside um, uh, the, alongside the uh, the devices which we talked about in uh, in the wrap up of, of day four, where we were talking about uh, old, uh, smartphones for for people old, old age people, um, they also had a GPS enabled walking stick, which in my book is absolutely genius. It's you could you could plot a route that you wanted to walk, and the walking stick has a sort of a dot matrix kind of light display in the top. It's Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and GPS enabled. Um, and, and as you as you move along, uh, pre- the the pressing the stick onto the ground as you as you walk tracks you. Um, it has two advantages, of course. One is that it helps you lo- it helps you navigate if perhaps that you're not you're not confident where you're going, or perhaps if you're anxious about forgetting uh, landmarks. But the other thing, of course, is it alerts you if you go off track. So if you do get distracted or if you for some reason you get lost it helps you helps you stay on the route it can do alerting uh if something goes wrong you can both request alerts and it can they can be sent automatically it's, it senses the temperature in case you are you fall or you're injured and you're stuck outside and it's dangerously hot or cold and it also has a um blood pressure sorry a heart rate monitor on the top as well which the user can compress either in response to just to, to monitor heart rate or potentially uh, as a way for somebody to identify that there's a problem now this is a still a prototype product but i think what was fantastic was that it was a real 
valuable uh, a valuable way to use these technologies and whether or not it actually makes it to market it shows that these things can genuinely make a difference to to people's lives it doesn't need to be about a multi-purpose plastic slab of a smartphone yeah and we did mention some devices or ben just mentioned devices i wanted to mention the nokia 105 simply because of all the devices announced at the show, it's going to sell more than anything else and arguably therefore have an impact on, on more people. The €15 Euro price point is, is interesting because it's low. It's not going to be the cheapest phone available, they will be undercut, but it's probably the cheapest phone that has a torch built in, an FM radio, it does music as well, and games as well as, of course, in the calling and the text features. But it also, there's a nod towards some of the M-learning and M-education features being able to bring in you know, learning a foreign language or content provision. You know, so it doesn't do web, obviously. But it, you know, that idea that it's for more than just phone calls, I think, is really smart. It's probably going to sell 100 million plus. So as a, a device, uh, you know, it's exciting because of the impact it will have uh, and equally well, some of the other handsets that Nokia announced, you know, they're not really worthy of best in show because they're not flagship devices, which you know, I think naturally these kind of awards go to. But they did a good job uh, of not only launching these devices, all of which I think had attractive designs and good feature points and, and prices, but they actually explained them very well in the press conference itself. Um, and this kind of ties back to the last award about the stand. Often you see these mid-tier devices kind of forgotten by the manufacturer and you don't really understand them. And presenting them, I think, is really important to the perception. It may not have that much an impact on sales, but I have a better appreciation for that mid-tier market, whether it be for enterprise use or just for people in certain markets. That accessibility is important and something we need to remember as you know, smartphones have to become easy to use. They have to you know, be at this price point. And actually, when we think about smartphones, all the growth is going to be in the mid-tier that's where the biggest sales going to be and that's where the, sort of the future of the industry will be decided right well i think we should wrap it up we could talk about the things that excited us about the show for unendingly i think with with eight holes there were a number of distinctive themes um, apps were, were quite separate there was a lot of things from operators and service providers which we haven't really touched on but uh, nevertheless there were some huge huge innovations there including even huge pieces of networking equipment and um, mm-hmm. parts of cell towers I even saw a, a bit of a lamp post on display in one stand uh, the, 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 the power the provision the service providers the people so the, the, charging, the, the charging the the people who do the, the billing and the services the pe- lots of people talking about roaming and the changes of roaming that will come in in 2014 in Europe where um, there's going to be some, some regulatory change. So lots we could talk about, uh, but all in all, a very fun and interesting week. I think it's probably going to take most of the rest of the year to just digest what we've seen. As ever, thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a comment. If you haven't, please go and listen to something else. Uh, we have enjoyed creating this Mobile Congress content hugely. There are a few more specials coming up. Please leave a comment wherever you hear this.